And it's 8 o'clock or thereabouts on Wednesday night, and it's Simcha and Nisim on the air. Doctor Rabbi Simcha Cohen, Baruch Haba, Baruch Haba, welcome, Baruch We take everything for granted. I'm so happy that Hashem decided to spare me because I have so much more I want to do. And the Emet is that that Hashem watches should watch over all of us. The summer is coming, and we take nothing for granted. Everything we should all be safe and sound and I want to give a shout out to Ford Motor that has very good airbags. <laughs> the airbags were really bad. I want to write a letter to someone who invented airbags and say thank you very much. Well, Baruch Hashem. Anyways. Last time I got the airbag in my face, it was like not even five miles an hour, just a pop in my face. And I find myself in the hospital because just the bruise on the face. Broke my nose in three yeah. places. Well, I just went to. You look nice. Yeah, but look yeah my nose didn't look so great beforehand. <laughs> But uh, anyways, so mm-hmm. I heard an unbelievable story. Yes. My father-in-law, Admeav Esrim, is yeah. a Rebbe for maybe 45 years. And I'm telling you, it's as if he's a new Rebbe. His approach to Chinuch, he has the same vigor and the same hitlavut, and he's an unbelievable Rebbe, Yeshiva Spring Valley. And I know people my age that had him in sixth grade. And whenever he hears stories, he always... So he told me a story that's an unbelievable story. His story was that Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, that's how met the Satma Rebbe. And he saw the Satma Rebbe was very down in the dumps. And this was around the time of the Hurban, the Holocaust. And he and he asked, he asked the Sama Rebbe, why are you look why do you look down? And the Sama Rebbe said, I look down because my Kehilah in Europe is being decimated, it's being destroyed, my Hasidim are being killed. And I feel very alone, I feel very abandoned. So Rav Yaakov asked the Sama Rebbe, why do you think you were Zocheh to be saved? What's the, in what zechut do you think that you, you, you were eliminated from this? So Sama Rebbe said, I think it's maybe because I never sleep in a bed from Shabbat to Shabbat. I only sleep in a bed on Shabbat, and during the week, I only fall asleep in my chair. I'm always learning Torah, always helping people. Well, so the Sama Rebbe asked Rav, Yaak- Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, and why do you think you were saved? Rav Yaakov came to America, he started to have a what, what do you think your zechut was? And this is, this is the clincher. So Rav Yaakov didn't want to answer. He hemmed, he hawed. Finally, Rav Yaakov said, I think it's because I never told a lie. This Whoa. is unbelievable. You think the Gedolei Hador, you think Rav Yaakov Kamenetz, who was Rav Yaakov? He was an enormous giant. But his word was on Shmirat Peh, on the power of a word, the power of the ability to be 100% truthful. That was, you'd think Rav Yaakov Kamenetz, what would his biggest accomplishment be? How many times he finished Shas? He started Torah Vadat. He was he 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 headed the Moetzik Torah. He was he was the 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 
leader of the Torah world. And what's he tell you? I never told a lie. That's the power of a word is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And that means that when we speak, how much we have to be careful in every single thing we say. And you could generalize that to everything. The power of a word to make someone feel good, the power of a word to make someone feel bad. Yeah, you know what? Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we have so many things about Mila. You know, Mila? Mila, it's people don't understand what is Mila. You know, Mila, it's a, a Brit Mila. Right. The, you know, it's the physical, this. Mila, it's the word. It's and Mila also, it's Gimetria uh, 85, it's Pe. It's everything together. It's everything that's it's one. It's one. When, when you're talking about uh, behave, you know, doctor, rabbi, simcha, you know what I'm, I'm talking about, you know, something that uh, really in the last, uh, again, last few weeks, we had so many things that happened around the scene. So many things, so many questions. Uh, last Monday, we got a phone call from a teacher that uh, she was very disturbed that her parent approach her and tell her what to do, what to give any tafkid, you know, and she doing, she doing like a production and she, some parents come to her. Oh, you listen to this. And I, I told this the lady that Isha Koach very much that she stood up to a, you know, idea of giving, sharing the girls, was a, they, was in this case was in a girls school, Giving a, a, a very, uh, you know, that and not go with the power of, uh, you know, powerful uh, parents that involved the, 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 the life and pressuring others, the life of, the, of uh, other kids, because the kids can be lost at trust in the system. I had two things. I, was, I called in, but I couldn't, I couldn't wait on the phone. And there are two things I wanted to say. I ran a school, I was a principal of a school for 10 years. And I had a certain policy. The policy was I used to have a goral. For parts in the plays, I used to have a lottery. And I used to pull the numbers out of a hat. And sometimes you had kids that went on stage and croaked. And sometimes you had kids that went on stage and did well. But it was a lottery. And the girls, no, it wasn't, I had boys, but the boys that walked around feeling that they were all that, sometimes they ended up with not a good part. My show didn't come out as good as I wanted, but guess what? It was in Hashem's hand. And I had one story. I had a raffle at the end of the year, and I was raffling off a stereo. And I asked my rabbi, am I allowed to fix the raffle? Because there was one kid that I really, really, really wanted to win this. There was a kid that in my heart, I knew he needed it. And I said, can I rig the raffle? Can I make it that this kid will win? And my rabbi told me, no, you can't. So I said, so what should I do? Maybe the wrong kid's going to win it. So my rabbi told me, so you pray. Ask Hashem. And I'm telling you, Nisim, the kid that I wanted won it. Whoa. And I'll tell you, five years ago, I was praying in a certain show, and I meet someone, he tells me his name. And he goes, you were my teacher in sixth grade. And it was this kid. He goes, you know, I still have that stereo. We're talking about 30, 
20 years later? 20, 27 years later. It's in Hashem's hands. Yeah, you know what? But uh, sometimes I, we get a, a very, very uh, letter. But I, I would say that, and we are, we are really, um, I would say that we're really encouraged teachers, and we know that it's a very tough job to do. And personally, I know so many teachers that they don't have houses. They're living in a rent, sometimes living in the parents' houses. Sometimes, you know, it's not so. It's not easy to run a life. Uh, to be a teacher today, but you know when when uh, when we get the letter that uh, the the parents say that some Ganala uh, and the teacher just approach the child and using a very very unbelievable language on uh, on this uh, child and the child basically lost it. He showed he show that the parent that is stunning he never telling the word to the parents. And the parents find out a little bit late, and that's why they wrote the letter to the to the radio. I I really disgusted what 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 I saw what I saw what's written in the letters and especially from the some uh Supposed to be people that in charge on our in our in our kids, and I would say that uh, what happened? What happened to the, the the link, the opposite link between teachers and parents? So I that think the teacher has to uh, has to call the parents and said if something wrong with a kid, something wrong with uh, with the with the, with the child. This is the duty. I think that I think that you're a million percent right, but this is the exception to the rule. Because you know something, we can't have any exceptions to this rule, but 99% of the teachers wouldn't, wouldn't do it. And I think that if a teacher sometimes, let's say, has a moment, the most powerful thing for a teacher is to say, I'm sorry. The most powerful thing for a teacher is to say, I'm human. And you know something? It's passion. And if a teacher cares, we want our teachers to care about the kids. That's the biggest thing. Sometimes we get carried away. And I'm, I'm human, and I've said I'm sorry, so I've said things. And what we, I think that the etzah that I always have for any teacher who's in a position that's the hardest position to be in is to train ourselves not to react impulsively. Period. End of story. And you know what? Especially, especially today, you know what? I, I think that uh, this you have so many. We are in a generation that everybody has to be mitzvah and everybody, everybody has to be good, and can step on other instead of just to come and you know sometimes boys, girls as you know jealousy, pure jealousy. Sometimes it's it's a personal, uh, uh, unpleasant feeling with other. And can go, and you know, you know, the, every 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 uh, organization, I would say, every organization, every class, doesn't matter what color, what religious, what uh, uh, race uh, they are. Every time you have the kisser, and the kids are a little bit rebellion, and this is the normal. This is the but normal. You know, what? you know, but you know, at, at, but, at, but at least, at, that... at, at least, at, 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 at teacher that's standing in a, this position. Don't supposed to to be a little bit smarter and to define and if 
he or she see something wrong with the kids, the first of all, the parents is the first, the first, st- first thing to get this issue, right? Right, 100%. There's 1,000%. Unfortunately, unfortunately, not every parent is an advocate, and teachers need... It's very hard. It's very hard. I can tell you, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't stand in judgment. I think that we, it's, it's, it's something that needs... Needs hizuk and work all the time, and and I'm the first and the foremost advocate of, of of teachers, and I think that nobody's perfect. But I want to talk about a, a solution, and the the solution I think is that if we as parent, if parents and kids have communication, then a kid will know if a teacher says something to me that doesn't stem and doesn't agree with what my parents say to me. Then I know that the teacher, the teacher is not is is not uh, uh, is is wrong. And you know something, I've had kids tell me, you know what, my teacher really doesn't appreciate me, or my principal doesn't appreciate me. And a lot of times, I'll help a kid work on what do you, what could you do to try and help the teacher appreciate you. But kids need to know, and we all need to know that not everybody is perfect, and. No person or no kid should ever, ever make their whole life dependent on what one person says. And I think that's the main thing. I think the main thing is that if, we're, if kids are listening and hanging up on one thing that a person says, then, then it's a problem. Then it's a problem. And, and we, need to really, we need to really work on that with our kids. And kids... I have to tell you that you can't be afraid to tell your parents if something is wrong. You can't. I say it all the time. And a lot of times, there is a good resolution. There's a good way around it. There's a good way to deal with it. But you have to talk about it. And if it's something that you don't understand, if it's something you don't feel is right, then talk about it and tell, and tell people. Tell people close to you. Um anyways, you know something? Someone writes that they had an unbelievable play, okay? And they found hidden talents. And you know what? That's really why I had a Gorel. That's why I always had a lottery. Because kids that would never vie for the good parts would sometimes get it and you they rise to the occasion. You know, so uh, first of all, the, if you look at the text, this is like, uh, it's out, out town. It's it's Texas. Right, right. It's from Texas. So first of all, I appreciate from the Texas uh, listener that participate in the show. Uh, but it shows that it's out, out, out of the city, out of the town. It's a totally different community also. You know, right. it's more closer. And this year, it's a little bit, I would say, uh, unfortunately, a little bit higher. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit pushy. Be'ezad Hashem, we will get all these uh, ideas that we be mekarev. That's all idea. We are not coming to criticize here. We're not coming to it. We're just going to show that many times in between the chairs, what call falling in between the chairs, right. kids can be fall and found themselves in the street because one really stupid sentence. Right. It's not even a stupid, I would say, I wouldn't, I don't want it, but stupid sentence 
that can trigger the, the, the kids and the kids just rebellion you know and start being total different personality. But the thing is, what I want to do, what I want to say is, rather than stupid, I'd rather say reckless. Reckless meaning without control. And what, the reason I, and I gave a lot of thought, Nisim, because we have complaints. Why are we talking about this? And the reason why I'm talking about this on a kid's show is because I want kids to hear that, you know what, we could talk about it and not make a huge combustion about it. It's not a big deal. We're not vigilantes. We're not running to do anything. That they could talk about it in a normal way, get over it, move on, and it's something that's up for discussion. But no kid should ever hear something that makes them feel bad and just take it for granted. Should never take it for granted. If, 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 if let's say, a kid walks out of school feeling stupid, they should go home, say to their mother, you know, or his father, you know what, I feel stupid. Am I stupid? Am I stupid? Am I dumb? Am I a chaya? Am I a vilda, a vilda, vilda chaya? Am I a behemoth? And if, that, if, 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 if that's what they're told, then they should ask, am I? And you know what? A parent will say, no. God forbid, at home, you're, 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 you know what? And then the kid will understand. It's my behavior. My behavior? Okay. But we should never take for granted when someone tells us a name or calls a name, should never take for granted. And kids, understand, if we're talking about this, not that teachers are bad, God forbid. Any adult, even a parent, that calls a kid a name, you need to tell you, tell yourself, am I really like this? And, and you could, and, and parents, I have to tell you. And kids, every day, you tell your parents I love you. Kids tell your kid. Parents tell your kids I love you every day. Kid needs to know. And, and parents every need, day. And parents, and parents need, to need to know. All we need the love. <laughs> and, 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 and it should never. You know what? And we have to. We have to, We have to love each other. And that's really the connection. And you know something? How many times do we say the word love in our tefillah with Hashem? How many times we say, Ahavat Olam, Hashem loves us, Hashem loves us, Hashem loves us, Hashem loves us. One time, I forget, I forget the number. I wrote down how many times it says, how much Hashem loves Am Yisrael, and how much we love Hashem. Ahavat Olam. Over and over again. You think we get the message. So you have to say it so many times? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. We have to say it, we have to feel it, we have to experience it, because you know why? Because when we're walking in the street, and when I walked away from my car accident, when I was in the stretcher, I said, Hashem loves me. It was a, a, an instantaneous reaction that it was nothing else in my mind except for the fact, thank you, Hashem, you love me. And immediately, I love you. And that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. When we see our kids, when the kids see us, I once did a show a long time ago before J-Root was in existence, there was no competition. There's no competition for J-Root, period, anyways. But this was on Dove Hiking Show. So talked about love. So I had at the time four kids. So I asked each one of my kids, how do you know that daddy loves you? So my, my nine-year-old said, because you tell me all the time that you love me. Okay, my seven-year-old said, because you hug me and kiss me. No, my seven-year-old said, because you look happy every time I walk in the room. My, my five-year-old said, because you hug me and kiss me, and that's my girl. 
I hug him because it's my boys too. But and my my three year old said, "Cause you give me donuts." <laughs> but each one of these things is love. Because when you give a donut, you give it with love. When you give a hug and a kiss, you give it with love. When you smile when a kid walks in the room, you give it with love. And that's the bottom line. Teachers are the same. And kids, you need to thank your teachers. If you had a good year and you appreciate, teachers go out of their way to help you and to make things good. And a lot of times teachers shoot themselves in the foot by one little thing that they do wrong, but there's a lot of good. You have to thank teachers. You have to show appreciation. Yeah. You yeah. know what? I want to tell you. We're talking about uh, one thing. Of, it's, uh, you know, in the construction business, is uh, the first steps that you're doing something is demolition, right? That's right. Demolition, you can demolition at all hours and if split of second, just a few places of dynamite and just split it out. Or just a um, um, armor and breaking stuff. Unless it's varies. a well-built house. Yeah. No, if it's if, a well-built house, then it takes... It's a, it will take a little bit more. Uh, okay, but demolition is the, it's, it's the easy part. To build... Is the tough stuff. You know what? You know, to build and then, and by one word, by one sentence, really a, a reckless sentence, you can just shut it out everything. You know, you can have a huge glass and just a small, tiny BB gun just break it down. And I bet you if we opened up the lines to teenagers, we would hear this. I did a group, and I had a group for many years in the school. And these were kids that had difficulties. And I asked each kid one question. When did you start having problems? And each kid was able to recall one incident. They were able to narrow it down to one incident where in their mind they felt that their problems began. Yeah. I uh, I remember. Yeah, you know. I, by the way, uh, Dov Rabinovich is, uh, is back, back, is back so on, on air it's every Sunday. And uh, I was listening to them. Yeah, <laughs> so that's one of the things that uh, uh, we're going to to resume the the, the idea of teenagers. And uh, you know, it, it's it's unfortunately when one of the the schools here get a lawsuit because of uh, talk, talk, uh, you know saying a wrong sentence. But to, guess uh, what? But 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 they won't because then because. Because who wants to sue a school? No, nobody, let, nobody, uh, nobody, uh, nobody, nobody, nobody. I'm telling you, but you say, remember, remember here, the boys and the girls that was here by Dov Robinovich shows, uh, the thing that's risk, you know, was, and I, as you said, really, a one incident, incident just create the avalanche to create, you know, and if... If the if it, if the kid doesn't have the power, the, the parents or standing behind him, it can accelerate very very. You know, I I remember the girl that was standing here behind me, and uh, really she basically recalled that they started by telling the wrong word about how she was dressed, the color of the dress. And she said, you tell me that I am like this person, I'll show you what I'm doing, this person. And this is was the basically coming the, the avalanche. We, uh, you know, it's, look, I'm not saying that the kids are angels. The kids are not angels. <laughs> and we know but kids are this, but as our, it's, we are the adult, adults as to, to create the right 
approach to them. Otherwise, we are... We are the, the key is not to be personal, not to take it personal. When a kid does something wrong, you discipline them, not personally. It has nothing to do with how much you care about them, how much you love them. There are rules. It's not a personal rule. And you know something? I've told kids many times, I know you're a good kid. I know you're a beautiful kid, but I have a rule in my school. What am I supposed to do? So help me. And I remember once when, when I was in yeshiva, I was in a very yeshivish yeshiva, and I was not yeshivish at all. And Rav Shalom Shechter Shlita was a big tzaddik. I'll never forget. He called me over, and he said to me, first thing happened, I went to Mashkiach, and I told the Mashkiach that some kids were making fun of the way I dressed. Now, you have to understand, everybody in this yeshiva wore white shirts, black pants, jacks, jacket, and hat. I had jeans and, 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 and like a polo shirt. I didn't realize that I, had, I came from America. I didn't realize what. So you know what the Mashkiach said to me? He said, that's so interesting. I heard that you were mechaven to the kushia of the Ktsota Hoshen in class. I heard that you asked an Achron's question, and you're Mechavin. To, to, that's what I heard about you. I didn't hear that you had a problem with your dress. So automatically, I was a different person. And then Rav Shalom Shechter, said, called me over, he said, Simcha. He says, I have this issue with Levush. because it's my issue. It's in my yeshiva, and you're a beautiful guy. Because would you mind just helping me with my with my with my rules? Would you mind just conforming, not change to who you are, but just conform to help me run the yeshiva? Not because there's anything wrong with you. I looked at him. And I said, "Of course." You ask me like that, of course, and no problems, because he built me up first. He built me up first. Hashem gives us everything first. And then, that's why I feel Rosh Hashanah comes first. First we go into Rosh Hashanah, Melech, 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 Melech. All we say is Hashem's our king. And then Kippur, we beat ourselves up. There's no, no mention of Chet on Rosh Hashanah. Because if we didn't know so clearly that we were B'nai Malachim, if we didn't know so clearly that Hashem was a king and he was our father, Avinu Malkenu, then we'd never be able to endure the Alhet. We'd never be able to, to go through the process of cleansing our sins. Before we beat ourselves up, before we hurt ourselves and we, and we clap Alhet, before we do the Inuim of Yom Kippur, we need to understand that we're doing it as children to a father, that we're going in and our father loves us. We go in to ask our father something, our mother something. We know that they love us. Not like going into a, 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 a commandant or a general or a Nazi that's looking to kill us. We're going into our father. It's the same thing. When, when, when you have a real mechanech, a real teacher, needs to convey that they care about the kids. And also, one thing that really, you know, they're talking about, sometimes relationship between teacher and parents affect the child for if, sure and we spoke about it many times about it yeah. if a parents if a teacher doesn't like the parents 
it can be a nightmare. And a parent doesn't like a teacher, it could be a yeah, nightmare. Yeah, definitely. Parents, be careful. Uh, teacher, again, you know, I'm not telling nothing to the teacher, but uh, I have to understand about it, uh, that it's, it's, it's a very, very uh, big uh, subject about, you know, just to separate in, in any profession, you know, 100%. any profession, it cannot come and say, listen, if you are a doctor, pediatric, and you don't like the kid, you don't like the parents of the kids, are you going to mistreat the, 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 the you know, right. the kid? It's, 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 imp it's impossible. I had once a teacher that really didn't like a kid and didn't like a parent. And so what I did was the parent didn't, wasn't able to. I put $50 in an envelope and, <laughs> it was, and I, I wrote a note from the parent to the teacher and I gave it to the teacher. I said, here, this is from the parent. You want to say thank you. And, and, and you know what? I just hoped that the teacher wouldn't call the parent to say thank you, but it wasn't the type of teacher that would call to say thank you. So I didn't have to worry. But sometimes, sometimes it's just, it's, it's just, it's just how it goes. It's just how yeah. it goes. Anyways, so. so yeah. Okay, so let's, you know, I don't know, kids, uh, because we're talking about adult things. We need to talk about kid okay, things. Okay. I, think okay. I don't know. This okay. is, this is a, we got to okay, talk so about kids things. So you know what? Let's talk about. Let's I know about that. You know what? I want, I want to tell you that I was a kid that from the beginning of the week tried to talk about his problem. And I told him, call during Simcha Cohen show about somebody that uh, nagging him and uh, bothering him. So Okay, where are you? Uh, I don't know what happened. Maybe anybody's stressed about the summer. Summer's coming. You know what? How about kids? New kids going to camp for the first time. Sleep I, away. I, yeah. I, you know what? That that's a stressor. Going to camp for the first time. It's you know what? It, it that could be pretty stressful. Or, or you know what's very stressful? High school boys graduating. Finishing. You're with your friends for a long time, and then you're graduating high school. Now what do we do? Where do we go? Everybody's going to different yeshivot. Everybody's separating. Very stressful. It's a very stressful time. And uh, going from eighth grade to ninth grade, it's very stressful. Wow. And uh, it's, it's all changes. I remember when uh, starting out high school, or, or it's, it's, you know, Something summer is only two and a half months. Afterwards, it's a whole new, a whole new deal. Getting accepted to schools. So it's very hard. Sometimes some schools don't accept all eighth graders into ninth grade. That's this is a very big, stressful. No, this is very big, stressful. Very to, stressful. Uh, to a, a lot of parents, a lot of parents, especially you know, just the, uh, you know, the schools are very limited here and. And, you know, it's a very stressful to get. Uh... It's very stressful. That's why we have to, you know, it, it's, it's. So I, I always said that if school that has a high school, it's their responsibility to, by sixth grade, let kids know whether they're, whether they're, uh, whether they're, it's something that they're, they're shyach to or not. And if it's it very, you know, it's very hard. Very hard. But uh, listen, 
we're, our call in number is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. What's on your mind? It's enough of what's on our mind. Do you want to know what's on your mind? And if there's nothing on your mind, so then don't call us and tell us. <laughs> but uh, you know something? The, the, it's amazing how between Pesach and then the end of the year comes so quickly. And you know, from the end of the year to the beginning, there is some <laughs> much <laughs> faster, you know. It's, and the winter is already on the door. And, and, uh, and if the winter is faster, I don't know. You know. Life is fast. Yeah, life is fast. Life is fast. But anyways, so, you know, talking about the power of, of a word, talking about that it, it, can, it can't, between friends, I think that probably the most important thing is to express yourself, even to one another. If someone's bothering you, if someone makes you feel bad, you got to just talk about it. And don't let it fester. And don't keep it in your head. Speak about it. Because a lot of times when you say what it is, it comes out and you can clarify. can make it clearer. And you know something? That's what anybody that has something that's on their mind, you can call up anonymously. You could tell us what it is. If something that you want to talk about, something that's bothering you, you could say what it is. Let's see if we can deal with it. Because you know what? You can't keep it in. And you can't you can't keep it in. You, it's not it's not something that you should do. Um, and that's what I do. I listen. Somebody asking you, how are you? I am Baruch Hashem. Thank Hashem. Very fine. Thank you. Are we on the line? No, no, no. Just this this text. Uh, ah, some. texting. Okay. Texting. This is a, a a new phenomena. I I can't read and talk at the same time. I have a hard time. <laughs> but uh, Baruch Hashem. Anyways, I think that maybe kids are very, very busy. With, is it, oh, finals. It's, oh, finals. Finals, yeah. regents. Regents, uh, it's right. Kids are busy with regents. Graduation. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and I know for my kids, they already prepared the suitcase for the, for the, for the summer. summer. Right. <laughs> for the summer. That's right. <laughs> That's right. By trying on shorts. That's what's going on. But uh, anyways... Yeah, summer's good. Summer's not my favorite time, but it's good. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Yes, hi. How are you? How you doing? I'm Baruch Hashem. Very good. How are you doing? Go ahead. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I have a friend who we don't... I mean, right now we're we're... Not really talking because he. I felt like he didn't treat my friend right. My other friend right. Okay, so let. So first of all, I respect the fact that you care about your other friend, and it's very important to give support when someone's being mistreated. Giving support is is really very very loyal, and I think that it's a great thing, and everybody needs that in a friend. But my question is. Um, Taking that good, good trait to the next level, is there a way of you influencing this guy to to realize what he's doing? I I don't know. He's we lost touch, so it's really it's hard to it's hard to even talk to him. 
and like approach him with the problem. So, like yesterday, I saw him at a wedding, and I tried to avoid him because he just like even looking at him, it's just like all those feelings come up. Like I, I don't know, you hurt my friend so much, I can't believe it. Right. So you know what? And this is a really first of all, thank you for bringing this up. This is like a real solid, solid issue that a lot of people have, and you know. Got to think of it this way. This, you sound like a, a really rational guy. And this guy brings out this emotion from you. So he probably brings this out in a lot of people. And he probably turns off a lot of people. And he probably has no clue that he's doing it. So as hard as it may be, Sometimes these kids walk around and they wonder, like, what what is it about me that makes people just run away? So uh, I wonder if, like, so the true chesed is, and it may not work, but the true chesed is maybe to just, like, reach out to him. And you could maybe use, like, you know, an email or text or something if you if you do that to just tell him, you know what, I just want to let you know I saw you at the chasna and I wanted to walk over to you, but I wanted to tell you what it is that made me feel uncomfortable. So I want to maybe help you with it. How do you think you'd react to that? Um, I guess a text would be would be easier. Right. Yeah, right. text would definitely be easier. I feel like also it's his wife. Like before he met his wife, it was a lot easier to talk to him. We were so close. I was in Israel, and I have four best friends, and I was talking to him uh, the most out of those other friends. We we got so close, and then I came back. He got married. And he totally, totally went the other way. I couldn't even talk to him anymore. He didn't hang out with us anymore. So, Dick, are you are you married? No, I'm not. Okay, so Bezrat Hashem. So this is my berachat to you, my friend. And this is a guy who got married at 27, and most of my friends got married before me. It's a lonely place to be. And there's a reality that I realized when I got married, and you will realize when you get married soon, is that he got a new best friend. And he's hanging out with that best friend. And that's a good thing. And but the, the, the relationships that you have in Israel are sacred and holy. And they're the best years in your life. I was in Israel for five years. And my best friends in my entire life were the friends that I made in Israel. And we all got married and we all built our lives. We see each other. It could be five years between when we see each other. We hug and we, we embrace and we feel that closeness. But there's a reality that, that you know what? You're going to have, Bezrat Hashem, the real love in your life with your family, your wife and kids. You're going to see what it's like. You're going to see what it's like. But that still doesn't take away from the fact that if you hurt somebody, that you might want to tell them. You might want to tell them. Okay. Um, all right, thanks a lot. I, I really appreciate you trusting me with it's, this question. It's, it's really, it's really uh, no, <laughs> it's a really so good much. question. You have know, to go as, as, even as a parent, when they married a, a boy or a daughter, you know, they somehow are losing the, 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 the you know, that's a, the son and the... And the that's the way Hashem it's, created it's, it's, it's us. Hashem, like, ish, ad, ad, it's, it's, this is the, the reality, and I think this is, a, it's happened to all, all of us, and um, if but, it's but, parents, it's a friend, the best you're, friend. You're going to find your best friend. Exactly. Bezal Hashem uh, All right, thank uh, you so much. Give us invitation to the wedding. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> okay, for sure. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>
Take care, bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, this is Laser Diamond. How are you, Laser? Give me two sentences to sum it up. Listen, the summer the summer is here. It's coming closer. Uh, you have to control your HR. It's okay. amazing. That says it all. Thanks for calling, Tadik. You Thank have you. A good you one. Well. Be up to 150, 100 billion. Okay. Thank you, too. You, too. Viva okay. Simcha. You have a text. Okay. Uh, what should I do if okay. you read it? Let me see. I got to figure out how to work this thing. You read better than me, you know. <laughs> Don't be so sure. What's it? Where? Okay. Um, you know what? Read it to me. <laughs> I, I, what should I do if my friend seems to be jealous of me and is scared I'm going to take away a friend and because of that, I see it's it. staying away from me. Okay, so thank you. I see it. What should I do if my friend seems to be jealous of me and is scared I'm going to take away her friends and because of that, she's staying away from me? That's a really, really good question. And the truth is, I think that we have to then reassure that person that we're going to be friends with both of them and find ways of not excluding people. It's very hard, but it's very important. And kids need to really, really be careful doing that. And the truth is that that is, that is something that clickiness in groups and that type of thing is very dangerous. So one of the things is to make sure that you never, ever just adhere or hang out with exclusive people and make sure that everybody's included. And that means if you're going out and say, hey, let's include this girl. And you know what? The other girl may say, no, I only want it to be us. But say, you know what? No, we've got to include everybody. And, 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 and it's for your friend who's, who's jealous and scared that, 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 that you're going to take. That's a real feeling for her. That, that's, that's a real feeling for her. So make sure that you reassure them that that's not going to happen. Um, we have another text I want to clarify. Yeah. I know Rav Yaakov didn't start Torvadas because my my Bobby was a Wilhelm. And yes, it was Rabbi Yemen Wilhelm that started Torvadas. And I happened to be married to a great granddaughter of Rabbi Yemen Wilhelm. So I know that. Okay. So, okay. But it, it was found of the founder, no? It no, no. Shagafaiva no. Mendelovich. Okay. Okay. Okay, we have. Hello. You Hi, how are you? You're on the air. Hello? Hi. Um, First of all, yeah. do you realize how happy I was to hear your voice? <laughs> I, I'm so happy a kid is calling. How you doing? Good, Bershem, but um, um, I have this problem. Basically, I have a friend, right? And he just moved into a certain house at, near me, and his upstairs neighbor um, became my friend also. So, like, a lot of times my friend tells me, like, oh, like, it feels like you're, like, taking away, an, like, he feels like he's taking away a friend. Like, when I go to his upstairs neighbor's house, it feels like, to him, it feels like I'm, t I'm not being his friend. But his upstairs neighbor, like, his parents are divorced, and, like, 
his whole life is messed up. I just like want to cheer him up and help him, or whatever. You, the kid doesn't realize that. You he just thinks like, I'm being all the kid's friend. You sound like such a tzaddik. You sound like such a sweet, good kid. So let me tell you something, tzaddik. First of all, the fact that you're sensitive to try and cheer up this kid who seemingly has problems, Hashem loves you for that. Hashem loves you for that. And that's such a beautiful thing. So take that same mida, okay? And realize, you know, this other kid that's jealous, he's also feeling alone. And Hashem is giving you this personality and this ability so you, you, you can tell him, listen, I, there's enough of me to go around. And maybe you can make like a, a, a group of three, three kids, you know, do things together. The more the merrier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so that means you might have to be more creative in your activities. And so you may not hang out in like one house more, like, or say like, you know, let's just, maybe we'll go to his house, maybe we'll go to your house, maybe we'll go to my house and kind of like mix it up. But let's look at the good piece. The good piece is, that Hashem gave you this personality and this koach that people like, that kids like. So use it. Work that. Work that because that's going to be something that will be wonderful in your life. Okay? Okay, fine. Thank you very much. My pleasure. So it's not a problem. It's a situation that you could really, really do a lot with. Okay? Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for calling. Have a good Sandy. night. You too. You too. Okay, bye. Hi, you're on the air. Okay. I love that kid. This, this is, we need to show our kids sensitivity like that. I was afraid that he was going to say that this kid comes from a divorced home and nobody wants, I don't want to hang out with him because, but what did he say? He said, I want to help him. I want to cheer him up. Where does that come from? You must have great parents, kid. And parents, you're showing your kids the right thing. This is what Hashem does with us. That's what we need. We need Kiruv. Kid, thank you for calling. You made my night. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi there. Yeah. What's, um, on, what's on your mind? Yeah, I, I think the Tarvadas was, well, you were right with the Tarvadas. No, I actually, actually, Tarvadas was started by Rav Benjamin Wilhelm. And he brought in Rosh Hashanah and Levitz and Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky was Rosh Hashanah of Torah Das, but it was it was Rabbi Yehuda Wilhelm. Yeah, that's what I heard also. Yep, yep. But that that's the truth. It's history. Yeah, it's history. These yeah. were the these were the the giants of Yiddishkeit. Everything that we have in America today, read all for the boss. We have no idea what the seeds that they planted created. It's not possible to understand. I'm Zochet to be married to his great-granddaughter. Let me tell you something. Yeah. It's, it's not that the, 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 this family, Bliyayin Hara, to every, every nth of the degree, every single one of them is so unbelievably special. It, it's something that's so genetically implanted. The most special people they ever encounter in your entire life. It's, it's really unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. And thank you for our, your amazing show. Thank you for telling me that. And I thank you for my amazing show. Okay, fine. Thanks for calling. I'm a very big fan of it. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Anyways, you know something, Nisim? We today are creating history for 50 years. I wonder 
when Reverend Delman Wilhelm came to America, and when he, these were Americans who were here, when they stood the line against all the modern trends, and they held strong, but not, in, you know how many people were foster children in, by Bobby's house? I meet people, so many people, that, that, that had no place to stay. They were foster children. And my Bobby, Bobby Herskowitz, Bobby Leah Herskowitz, she took in, and you know something? It was strong Torah with tremendous kiruv, tremendous love, tremendous, it, just bringing people in. My wife tells me she remembers so many, so many people, just stragglers. Simcha, this is the way of Yiddish This is Hashem. Yiddish this is, the, this the is it. We, we, we have been mitzvim. To, to work this, you know, not to think about ourselves, about me, me, me. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. about and, and Mif, other people. Mif, Mif was started by, by people. You know, we look at organizations. It was started, you know what? It's, it's, so, it's unbelievable because you, 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 you can't imagine. You can't imagine. The, 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 you can't imagine the... the, the, the the, the strength and the power of, of an action. Okay, we have a text. Okay? person says that they're an outcast in their class. They don't bully me, but I'm socially out of things. I asked my father to switch me to another school, but I don't think he's considering it enough to actually do it. My class isn't the average class. Most of them are bullies and troublemakers. So I'm sorry... I'm sorry Sort of glad not to be part of their schemes, but still annoying me. What should I do? Okay. This is, first of all, thank you so much for texting this because this is a problem that you need to deal with. And I have to tell you that you need, if your father's not hearing you, you need to tell your father again. And you need to be clear. And you need to really, don't, don't live with a situation like this another day. Make it known. Tell your father. And I'm not saying that the answer is to switch to school, but I was the principal of school. And if such a thing came to my desk, this was DEFCON red. This was for me the 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 red alert, like a nuclear reactor melting down. I would stop everything to deal with this. Because you're not an outcast. And there's no reason for you to be an outcast. And if you are different than the kids in your class and you don't belong in this environment, then we need to recognize that goodness and recognize that strength and find a way of making it work for you. But you need friends. You need friends and you need to feel like you belong. Okay? I hope I helped. If not, you can call in and we can talk about it. Okay. The number to call in is 718-683-5858. And again... Talk about what's on your mind. Don't keep it in. And I hope that I answered your question. Okay? Um, don't become one of the troublemakers. That's for sure. That's not going to work. But uh, hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, you're on the air. Um, yeah. Um, I have a friend that he, he has got a phone, and I think he's watching bad stuff on his phone, and his parents don't know about it. So, it, how close are you to this friend? Um, pretty close, but not like so, so, so close. 
would, would he would he respond if you told him that like you know you were worried about him? Um, when what? If he would he respond if you would if you would tell him that you're worried about him? Yeah. So maybe maybe you know what the best thing that you could do and the responsible thing for you to do is tell him you know what listen this is something you maybe you're having a problem with maybe I can help you with it maybe you know and, and the way you can help him is like to distract him or, or I wouldn't tell his parents because I don't think that's a productive thing to do but get him to re how old is his friend? Uh, 17, 16 so you could really I would really try and help him and I would encourage him if there's somebody in your life that you trust, a Rebbe or a Mashkiach or somebody, I would encourage him to bring it up. Go to ask for help. Kids need help with this. This is, we have to protect ourselves from this because the Yetzirah is so strong. The best advice that I would give as a friend to a kid like this is, you know what? Ask for help. Ask for help. And you're at Tzaddik. If you can do this, Hashem's going to help you. It's going to be a tremendous zuchus. And daven for your friend also. And and many, many times that, uh, that we don't realize that it's not only kids, it's also adults about this stuff. And this is really, really something. Is that the addiction is, is to get treatment. And you have, you have a lot of people that uh, are dealing with this. And they can, they can uh, approach you. You know what? In the, in the best treatment that I found, I don't care. And I'm a psychologist. I'm allowed to say this. Is learning Torah. Yes. Torah, Tavlin, period, end of story. If it, you learn Torah, that is the only, you can have a hundred rehabs. But if a person immerses himself in learning Torah and mitzvot, that is the only antidote for the end of Thank you. Okay. Thank you so okay, much for calling. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. It, was, it was really nice. I love, your, I love the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, you know, we have like a minute. I don't know if you want to take the other phone call. Yeah, we'll take another phone call. And But uh, well, maybe you have to stop in the middle. Hello, yeah. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. Um, I have a question. I want to know, um, there's a girl in my class who, like, everybody always follows her. Okay. So how can you and help this know, girl? I like, why is everybody following her? Well, I wouldn't ask why. I would ask what. And I would tell everybody to stop. And I try and get the people to no, stop bothering her. Nobody. Follow her or bother her? No, they all follow her. Follow her. They think she's, like, cool and she's so not. Well, is she cool? No. So then you need to... First of all, don't run around telling people she's not cool. But you know what? I think that in every group there are the followers and there are the people that stand. If you stand and you, you, you stand your ground, then... I think that you might give you might give encouragement to people to do the same. Like they think she's like cool and she's so like she's okay. like I don't know. If if she's not hurting anybody and it's not a damaging thing, then I would just realize that sometimes in the world people do that. Politicians get a lot of votes. And why do people why do they follow her and like not other people? Because maybe she needs that. And maybe but she's she, like a regular normal kid and like everybody thinks it's like she goes to camp, they have to follow her to go to camp. Well, listen, you know what? There's sometimes just some leaders, sometimes not. But we have to understand that uh, it's, first of all, not to try to, to talk about her bed. Right. It's right. very important. 
and to to uh, uh, to get accepted that sometimes we have leaders and we have less leaders and you know and what people follow us sometimes sometimes you could also just try and figure out what is it about or the people that they attract people I used to always try and look at people and say why why are people popular and sometimes it's something I could learn from that you know what all right okay thank you I love hey, your shows thank you thank you for calling Okay, this is Dr. Simcha Cohen, and I'm being told that our time is up. And that's it. Till next week, everybody should have a fabulous week. Be safe and learn Torah because it's the only thing that helps in life. Amen. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.